Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Hello and welcome to our 50th episode of the English in 10 Minutes podcast. I'm here with Wendy and that's an exciting little milestone. It is, and I can't believe that it's been 50 episodes already. When you told me that, I was really shocked. It seems like it's gone by so quickly. It has, definitely. And so because it's the 50th episode, we thought we would do something a little bit different. And so we've decided that each of us will name our top five countries that we've visited in the world. As you know, uh, the podcast is about places as well as people and their stories so we talk a lot about travel and so we thought it would be fun to have this list and to compare our lists mm -hmm. now we haven't done this exercise for a while uh, years and years ago we used to make lists like this because it was fun to do um, so we haven't seen each other's list but i'd say there's probably going to be quite a bit of crossover between the two we tend to like the same places yeah but i don't know we'll see i have a couple that i don't know if i've mentioned before so we'll see Okay, so ladies first, what's your number five? All right, my number five is Madagascar. Wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was kind of a last minute addition, the, but it is, uh, well, if you don't know, it's an island kind of off the coast of Africa, so it is considered to be part of Africa, but it's unique in that the people and the animals uh, who live there don't look like the people and the animals that live on the main continent of Africa. And so you have animals like lemurs, which you find pretty much only in Madagascar and a couple of other nearby islands. And I love lemurs. They're like monkeys, they're related to monkeys, but um, oh, they're just so adorable and there's so many different kinds of them. And yeah, that was the highlight of Madagascar for me was the animals, the fauna that lives there. Okay, uh, my number five is India. Mm -hmm. And basically you can't go to India and then come home and then somebody says, how was India? And, and you say, oh, it was okay. <laughs> That's just not possible. When you go to India, it impacts you to the very core of you, the very, to your very soul. And so it's just humanity at its most extraordinary. Um, the poverty, the noise, the color, the religion, just the madness of it all. Cows on the street, camels on the streets in Rajasthan. It, there's just, there's no place like India. Love it or hate it, there's no place like India. That is very true. So my number five is India. All right, good choice. Okay, my number four is Iceland. Wow, another one off the, off the radar a little bit. Yep, those were my two kind of surprise entries. Yeah, Iceland is just incredible. It really feels like you're on another planet. And in this case, it's more about the landscapes than the animals. Uh, and yeah, more so, yeah, not so much about the people either. We didn't really have lots of close interactions with people, maybe because we were camping, because it was so expensive and we couldn't afford the accommodation there. But yes, that meant that we were really in nature the whole time. And you just see all kinds of things, hot springs and, um, you know, this gas rising out of the 
out of the ground. And yeah, some of it really looks like a moonscape. You have these volcanoes and all these kinds of lava flows and just all kinds of landscapes that I don't think you see anywhere else. Okay, good choice. My number four is a bit of a surprise probably to our listeners, not so much to you, mm -hmm. and it's Pakistan. Uh-huh. Um, simply because a few different reasons. It was such a pleasant surprise, which is not what you would think of. We'd been in India for a long time. We went to Pakistan and we were a bit tired, but suddenly it reinvigorated us. Uh, it was so much cleaner and neater and more orderly than, than we had thought and then India. Um, and we loved the cities in the, in the lowlands and the people were incredibly friendly. And then later we went to the mountains and that was just absolutely mind blowing. And I think people aren't even really aware that necessarily that Pakistan has this incredible mountain scenery. But for example, the second highest mountain in the world, K2, is in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing was just one huge surprise and it was just, it was just a really incredible destination. So that's my number four. Yep, I will agree with that. Pakistan was incredible. And I think it's interesting that you loved Pakistan so much because it was in India. And yet India is also in your top five. So that speaks pretty highly for the Indian subcontinent as a whole. Definitely. All right. My number three is China which uh, you may know if you've listened to the podcast for a while. We've talked about China before. Um, I studied Chinese for several years, and so I've been to China several times, sometimes just for study, sometimes for work with Nick, and then sometimes for travel. And I have kind of a love-hate relationship with China. Uh, I get frustrated with China in many ways, uh, but... The, the more I studied the language, the more I understood what was going on around me and understood the culture better and was able to interact with the people more, then I really started to appreciate it. And there are things about China that I still find infuriating, but I think overall I'm so grateful for the opportunity to just see the world through different eyes and to understand that there are people who see the world in a completely different way from how I do, and no place has given me that since, like, China has. Okay, I can't believe we don't have any crossover yet. <laughs> uh, my number three is Spain. Ah. Uh, Spain is so vibrant, it's so lively, and that's the first thing that hits you when you go to Spain, especially if you go to one of the great cities of Spain, Madrid, Barcelona, Seville, etc. And, you know, there's some countries where people will say, um, you know, to really understand the, the culture, you know, you need to be invited to somebody's house to experience that family life in, in someone's house. But with Spain, I feel as though the culture is so accessible. It's on the streets. Uh, Spaniards are out all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, you can just become part of it so quickly and so easily. And so I, I remember going from Geneva, which is quite a quiet kind of place, and, and flying to Madrid and then just feeling in a different world. As soon as you arrive, as soon as you get out onto the streets, you just want to be part of it. And especially this year, we did the Camino de Santiago, which we're going to talk about in a lot of future episodes. And so we understood Spain from a different perspective as well. And so I would say in the last five or six years or so, being based in Europe, there's two countries really that we've gone back to again and again. And they're both on my list. And so one of them is Spain. Yeah. Okay. That's a good choice. I was trying to spread it out across different continents and different parts of the world, but yes, 
Spain is a good choice. All right, my number two is also a Spanish-speaking country, and that is Peru. So I love South America as a whole. I loved every country that we visited in South America, and it was hard to choose just one of them. Um, but I went with Peru because it does have a little bit of everything. It has incredible mountain scenery, uh, which you also see in Argentina and Chile. Um, but in addition to that, it has so much history and culture. Um, you have, you know, the indigenous culture, which is still very vibrant there. And then you have all of these ancient and uh, historical sites and landmarks, um, old temples and things that are just really impressive in the way that they were put together uh, by people who didn't have modern machinery. And there's just so much to see. I feel like we didn't see half of it, and it's one place that I would really like to go back to. And I don't say that about every place. Yeah, it's a good choice. One of the great countries of South America, without a doubt. My number two is Egypt. Uh-huh. Um, it's certainly not an unknown country, uh, but it's remarkable. Uh, firstly, I mean, everybody is aware of things like the pyramids and the other great historic sites of Egypt, and they are just so incredible. They're so large and so imposing. And, you know, we are cultural historical travelers, and so we like to visit these kinds of places. And in other countries, you have great ruins and great vestiges of past civilizations. But in Egypt, it's pretty much older than everywhere else and bigger and better preserved. And it's just amazing. You can just... Every day you seem to see something incredible in Egypt. And it also goes beyond the monuments as well. We went to a place called the White Desert, which was probably the most amazing desert scenery that we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, we took a sailboat for a couple of days up the Nile River, which was a great experience. On the Sinai Peninsula, you have um, some great snorkeling and things like that that you can do. And so it was one of the first trips that we took together was mm -hmm. to go to Egypt and we loved every day of it. Yeah. So my number two is Egypt. Uh, and there is no crossover still, but I think our number one is the same country. I'm pretty sure it is going to be. And I will say, Egypt almost made it onto my list. It was onto my list, and then I made a last-minute switch. But I completely agree with everything that you said. All right, so number one is Italy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no surprise there. Um, so you might have heard us talk about it before. Italy is actually where Nick and I met back in 2001 and at that time I was working as a tour guide and Nick was a tourist and then he later decided to stay there and become a tour guide himself and so we became colleagues and then we became friends and then we became life partners. Um, so obviously it has very special sentimental value to us for that reason but we already loved the country on our own accord as well. Um, so for me, it, yeah, it's the language. I really love the sounds of Italian. I love speaking it and listening to it. I love the food. I love the history, um, the monuments, you know, the, the layers of history that you have stacked on top of each other in the cities. Um, and the people are really friendly. I just love everything about Italy. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say as well. Um, you know, it's been really great. Recently, we've gone back. We've gone to areas that we hadn't been to before, and you just we just keep making these discoveries, or we just keep finding amazing places in Italy everywhere that we go. So a lot of people 
are very familiar with places like Rome, Florence, and Venice, and those are the famous cities of Italy, but there's so much more, and so yeah, every time we go, we discover a new area, and, um, and it's just fabulous every time. And there you go. So I hope you enjoyed that. We went a little bit longer than the 10 minutes that we usually do, but um, we thought we should celebrate in style with our 50th episode. So we hope that you've enjoyed the 50 episodes that we've done so far. We hope there's 50 more and then 50 more after that and, um, and a lot more to come. Um, so thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us grow the podcast, please, please, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. This is the way that the podcast can be discovered by more people and that would be a huge help to us. So thank you very much for listening and please leave us a review on iTunes so we can do 50 more episodes and, and beyond. Yep, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.